Welcome to Meaningful, Measurable Marketing. I'm Jen Carroll. And I'm Annalisa Hilliard. We are marketing strategists with the Data Dames, D-A-T-A-D-A-M-E-S. If you like what you hear today, you can find us at datadamesmarketing.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter at Gen C Writer. And I'm on Twitter at A Hilliard M. So today is our third episode in our Yes Buts series. We're calling it the Yes Buts because in marketing, especially digital marketing, there are a number of strategies that, you know, most people would say, yes, do that. But we want to caution people at least to think through some of, you know, some of the key aspects of those strategies and decide if it actually makes sense for your company. So we started out with search engine marketing. So PPC display, all the paid, essentially the paid side of marketing. And last time we talked about Annalisa's SEO. SEO. Uh, Yeah, that's her. That's her thing. CO. (laughs) I never heard it said that way though. SEO. And so today we're going to talk about what's kind of my thing, content and social media. That's, you know, for the last decade or more, though, you know, those have been the things that, you know, a lot of companies are like, oh, yeah, want to jump on that bandwagon, want to do our want to do our content and social media. And I think over the last decade, you know, over this past decade, we've learned that, you know, it's not a guarantee that those things are going to be successful for you. They've got to be strategically crafted and well implemented. You've got to do, you've got to do quality work and you have to stick with it for the long term. So again, if that's, you know, if you're, you know, if you've been doing content and social media for a while, if you're, you're a new company or you're just now considering getting into it, we're going to talk about why you should, as well as, why you should think about it, the yes buts. So let's move into our favorite segment, maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. What are we drinking? <laughs> Which makes perfect sense with marketing, right? Yeah, for <laughs> I, sure. Why not? You got to drink sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> After 20, hours. Oh, yes. And in 2020? Yeah. All the time. <laughs> maybe all the time. Work from home, right? <clears throat> yeah. So what were we drinking today, Annalisa? Uh, well, today we started out with some coffee. Rising Star in Cleveland. Rising Star in Cleveland. Coffee shop, roastery, local, love it. Yeah, check them out. Um, I forget what neighborhood that's called that they're in. It's basically on the outskirts of Ohio Tre- City. Yeah, but... In Tremont. And I was going to say, was the one... I feel like there's a neighborhood that... It's in that it's called, but I was not say, recalling it at the moment. Yeah, I was thinking we, we we stopped by Rising Star just after we'd eaten at Lucky's in Tremont, so it probably wasn't all that far. No, we went there before we went to Lucky's. Oh dear, I'm forgetting already. Mm-hmm. But we were staying in Ohio City. That's right, and it wasn't far. That's right. We we're. I mean, it's Cleveland, not New York City, so right. everything's close. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, that's one of the beauties of Cleveland. Yeah. Everything is, uh, uh, yeah, everything. You have to get on the public transit. 
No, you don't have to go far to find actually really great food and beverages. Um, that's one of the that's one of my favorite things about Cleveland. So yeah, Rising Star. Rising Star. We recommend them. Our, our, I would say that our next segment is also one of our favorite segments. Oh, this is getting bad. I mean, we're saying like the main segment is our least favorite segment. <laughs> oh, where we're sharing our knowledge. <laughs> oh, you're right. That is a little concerning. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, this segment is the small business shout outs. And today we are giving props to um, our friend, Aubrey Miller at uh, Redbud Suds. She mm-hmm. makes eco-friendly soap. Yeah. And let's just start by saying this is not, you know, just a soap maker that comes to craft fairs. And don't get me wrong. Those are those are very legitimate folks love those folks but Aubrey has made this a a I want to say a quest that's not the right word but it's it's you know it definitely comes from uh her passion for yes um the outdoors and the environment and being a conscious conscious citizen yeah so the soap that she makes is essentially a four-in-one bar Mm -hmm. and it works for shampoo and shaving shaving and so obviously washing your you know washing your body um what am i forgetting the four conditioner one, conditioner there we go jenna's using conditioner yeah just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um why actually, would she she uses red blood suds i, I mean, know i actually yes after I, a while you forget what all the four things are i do no that is legit yeah. i have been i have been using red bud suds probably for at least six months i feel like it's more than that i feel like i started maybe a year yeah almost a year uh using red bud suds and i have uh legitimately again there i use that word again i've gotten rid of my shampoo my conditioner my shaving cream and and bath gel um yeah if it wasn't for your daughter you'd probably be like why do I have all this room in my shower? <laughs> I know. Yes. And the the game changer for with Aubrey Soap is she has these cool little shoe fuzz, which is basically like a little bag that the soap fits in. And so it can hang in your shower just like, you know, uh, off of a little hook in your shower and um, keeps the soap in good shape, makes it easy to hold on to. And it's great for traveling. So I, she also has travel size bars. Yes, that's true. Right. She does have travel size bars, but I mean, just a breeze. I, I love the product. And, and then we didn't even mention about the, uh, the awesome, the awesome scents that she has. Oh yeah, I know. Citrus. S-E-N-S-E. No, S-C-E-N-T-S. Sense. She's got a lot of good scents also. But, uh. What's your favorite? Uh, citrus, sunshine, and the, and the kick-ass lemongrass. Yeah, mine is the, uh. The cedar, uh, extra, extra meter, meter cedar, and mm-hmm. the gunflint peppermint. Oh yeah! Uh, and that one, I know she gives proceeds from that bar to a Boundary Waters uh, mm-hmm. organization. Yeah, and that's the key thing with every purchase that um, you make from Redbud Suds. She is. Um, you're essentially supporting an organization that's plastic neutral. I know that's something she's really excited to have achieved. And then some of her bars actually go to support very specific, um, eco-friendly charities. Mm-hmm. So really love what she's Check doing. Check it out. Redbudsuds.com. Yes. And you can find her on Instagram too. And yep. yeah, I think Instagram, she might be on Facebook. I'm not sure, but definitely Instagram's a lot. 
All right, so that brings us to our least favorite segment. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> right, especially because we're talking about content today. Yeah, so I'm like, really yeah. just going to sit back and maybe snooze. Oh, no. <laughs> no, kidding. because SEO and content... There's some good there's some good juju between the two. Yes, absolutely. So let's do a quick outline. So with with content and and social media, there are three key areas we feel like are important to to focus on. The first is going to be time and money. Mm-hmm. Do you want to invest it? Idea generation, how do you do it? And are you going to be focused and what outcomes do you want to get? So focus and outcomes, those are the kind of the three key areas we want to talk about today. So let's start with time and money. Um, I think with digital marketing, and we've talked about this before, uh, the idea that it's cheap and easy and fast, all those things like, you know, um, you know, we're used to picking up our phones and typing in, you know, typing in our search and getting instantaneous answers. So we've kind of become conditioned to think that that also is synonymous with with how the content is produced. And that's just not the case. Um, there is definitely a, a lot of time that goes into producing content, especially if you want it to be good. And I think here's where we should talk a little bit about research. Um, the idea just throwing out onto the web, anything that, you know, comes to mind isn't necessarily a good strategy. So, so tell us just a little bit about what that means. What, what does research look like in producing content? Well, I think some of that comes from you, OSEO guru. So tell us uh, what um, well, search. I, I think it's a combined effort. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean. She's looking at me it's like, like, why did you she's throw trying this to back turn to this me? episode over to me? <laughs> yes, <folks>. I am. <laughs> I reject it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know. Sometimes, yeah. Okay. So there's like a play that we have, right? So you. Um, if we're starting with messaging, then right. that really starts with you. All right. And we're going to be talking about that in the idea generation right. section. The idea is you have to um, know what people are asking and what things that they're looking for. And you can't know that unless you are doing the the SEO research that, you know, that right. that's necessary. Yeah. So a lot of times um, that, that means doing keyword research, looking at the different phrases that users are typing into search to um, find your product or service. Uh, And that could be something totally different than what you might have thought. Yeah. One of the other tools that we, that I use in, in keyword research and Jen uses in, in different ways as well, um, probably with your messaging, but uh, is Google trends. Uh And that's a pretty cool tool because it, um, it shows you like you can change the period of time that you're looking at and see what what phrases they're using uh, in certain areas of the country and over certain time periods. Uh, and that can be really um, interesting and eye opening um, along with just a traditional keyword research. Um, but one of the parts of keyword research is looking at user intent. So. Uh, looking at okay, so we say oh the the you know all these 
uh, keywords are relevant to our client. And we then do research uh, uh, on each of those phrases to see does the does the intent match does the searcher intent match what our client would have in mind for that keyword mm-hmm. so once that's done um and a lot of times uh you know different types of keywords will help us determine the kinds of content that mm-hmm. can be created um for instance queries that are questions um, are typically beginning phases of research uh, for searchers and then the kind of content that we typically produce uh, with question queries is obviously educational content. Yeah, actually, we I, I should say right here, we've actually flipped uh, concepts one and two. We've pretty much jumped right to idea generation, which is fine. Um, uh, we'll, we'll come back to maybe we'll come back to like time and, and money investments. But, you know, we generally say, ex, you know, if somebody is using our services, you can expect that, you know, a page of quality content is going to have an investment of three to five hours in a page. And does that include keyword research? Right. It would include it would include um, keyword research and it would include the actual content on the page and that's just a typical page we're talking about we're not talking about like you know a long form piece of content a long blog post right like a white paper or anything like that that's that that goes even beyond so yeah yeah, time time investment if you're not the person if you as the marketing manager are not the person if you're you know if you're like hey i'm not a writer that's that's not my strength then you're looking at paying you know a good writer um, and that's where the the money the investment comes in um, paying the writer paying um, the person who's going to do the research for you they may not usually aren't the same person actually and then when it comes to time on time and money on social media what does that right so you've got your content that uh, you know you could just put out organically and, and hope that it's captivating enough to be liked and shared and engaged with. I think if you're honest with yourself, there's very few industries and very few companies that can just put out um, an organic post and get uh, significant numbers of likes and shares and comments and engagement. That's, that's just not realistic. And maybe that's okay. Like it, part of your strategy might be just over the long term, you, you want to put that content out on, on social media and on your site and other places. And, you know, when somebody's searching for it, they'll find it. And that's fine. If you're looking for results, actually, though, that will come faster and be bigger, a lot of times you have to put some money behind them. So that that kind of circles back to the whole search engine marketing and social ads piece that we did at the beginning of the Yes But series. The, you know, sometimes you've got to invest so to get that content so out there. If I don't have time, if I don't have money, then all I have to invest is my time. And I mean, it shouldn't take long, right? To like put a post <laughs> together on, on one platform and, and hit... Uh, and hit um, Hits a hit, hit publish, Publish, hit post. Um, I mean, that's, again, not realistic. Um, Usually a really well thought out social media post is is 
going to take you some time. You know, you want to, you want to understand first, you know, who, who the post is for and, and target that audience and then actually write, write good content, make sure it's great, you know, grammatically correct and error free and all those things. So no, you've no, just publishing something on social media also takes your time. So if I take time to write one good post, then I can just put it out on all of my platform and make the most of that time right i i love you as being the little devil's advocate i mean of course not because um every what i knew what every platform has its own you know your audience might be different on every platform and you might have different um even length constraints you're talking about like twitter versus like LinkedIn. Right. And correct. And um, different, you know, different audiences and different platforms have different strategies and styles. So well, I used to know there was tools that you could use like Hootsuite. Right. Where you could schedule a post. Right. And you can. And you could say, post it here, here, and here. Yeah. And, and just... And you can as schedule. Absolutely. And you know, you still can do that. There's still plenty of tools out there that... that but you're saying that's not the best route. Um, again, it, it just depends, uh, on who you're trying to reach, what your audience is like on each of those platforms. And if the message makes sense, and this is a great place to say, I don't recommend that you be on every social media platform. It's really important to think through which social media platforms make sense for your business and just stick to to those for example i mean for example so not every new platform i have to be like oh i need to get on you know, right need to get on tiktok tiktok right i know actually there's a lot of marketers who come on there add- could be some really cool like manufacturing <laughs> dances on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome right um you it's it's just really when you like have people little- in um boots and hard hats right doing doing that uh, boy that's like from the 80s what was that band in the 80s you probably don't even know i'm from the 80s the, the guy that did, men at work <laughs> oh i thought it was the one that did ymca oh yeah but they know that was a different group yeah. but i was thinking anyway. of men at work yeah yeah i'm too Sorry. young for that we've digressed uh, <laughs> anyway choosing your social media platforms wisely maximize your time know your audience well and focus on the platforms that reach that audience um it just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense to spread yourself but what does probably make sense is when you create one piece of content then making use out of that piece of content in a right repurpose that content in various ways yes repurpose that content and that could include email marketing um i I, I didn't really haven't really touched on that yet, but you know, email marketing is a key content strategy and a great place for uh, repurposing. In fact, you know your your email marketing may actually be more important than your social media marketing because your email folks are the ones who've given you permission to market to them. And I think permission marketing, especially in a time of uh, so many concerns about about social media that you know people are concerned about their data people are concerned about their privacy that you know when they've given you permission to market to them on on email through email that's uh that's your um that's your owned audience uh social media you're just renting space out there 
Um, and a social media platform can can change its rules anytime. And you could find that, you know, that all the work that hard work that you've put into growing your audience there may not uh, be benefiting you in the way that that you thought it would. So, um, yeah, so great idea with a great um, statement about the importance of repurposing and adding in the, the idea that you should be you should be building an audience that is earned and not rented. Awesome. So we already talked about a little bit about this next part uh, with the idea generation. Right. Actually, Obviously, we kind of have these two first two have sort of blended together yeah. completely. <laughs> yeah, I talked about um, intent and uh, I mentioned the word messaging, but you're kind of like, no, we're talking about that somewhere else. So, <laughs> so talk about messaging. Right. Um, so with 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 messaging, uh, the idea that your customers or clients have challenges that that they're they're trying to overcome in in their either in their business or in their in their search for a product or a service and how are you as a brand uh, help how what does your product or service how does it help them overcome those challenges and it's you know, a lot of times, what's the difference with, you know, branding and messaging? Um, you know, branding a lot of times ends up being mm, some nonstop talk about who you are and what you do. And it's not bad to to establish who your company is in the marketplace. Brand I think, messaging? Yeah, brand messaging. I think that's important. But if you're going to successfully reach new customers, new clients, you they need to understand how your product or service helps them overcome whatever challenges or needs that they have and that's at the heart of the kind especially the kind of messaging that that I work on and a lot of times we'll actually start with the messaging and you know we'll start with you know the benefits and the features but and, you know again not just talking about them like you would uh, just kind of like put them out there and you know talk about your brand it's it's specific to how does this serve your customers better how do you how do you do that how do you differentiate yourself and a lot of times that will generate a lot of ideas about what kind of of content should be created beyond because messaging is not the content right i guess i should specify messaging is um, the ideas that drive the content and maybe multiple kinds of content it also helps spur your your keyword research from that messaging comes a lot of different ideas that help you right. you know come up with those the, the keyword research that we've that we've already talked about yeah and really i like it because it gives like different angles like typically when i done research uh in the past it would just be like going on to you know a client's website and looking at, at various things and trying to pull out, mm -hmm. you know, things to research and then um, looking at like competitors' websites and, and seeing where I might find some gaps. But I, I really like taking the messaging, you know, look different perspectives, different angles for uh, definitely is, right. is helpful. And, and again, this is the beauty of this integrated process. You have the messaging, it drives your research and then your research combined with the messaging piece is what ends up being content on the page. It's really a beautiful process that integrates 
all all the players. It integrates your brand. It integrates your customers. It speaks to them, and it's also very targeted to what they're searching. Anyway, that's that's one of the key ways that we think you know idea generation works really really well. And I don't want to forget to mention that one of that the some key players in this idea generation process are going to be your sales and customer service teams because they're the ones who are out talking to customers, existing ones and potential ones, they have content needs, they have messaging ideas, they have a deep understanding of, of that, that side, that, that client facing, that customer facing side. And you don't want to miss out on their, their knowledge and their, their expertise that can be uh, rolled into your marketing. So again, a, a seamless integration there also with, with sales and customer service, really important when you're, uh, when you're trying to generate ideas for content. So I think that brings us to our last point, mm-hmm. uh, focus and outcomes. And this is something that we, you probably are like, oh, you talk about this in every, in every uh, section of this, um, this series. Right. Funny, but we are the data dames and we believe pretty strongly in squirrel metrics. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel. Yes, metrics and outcomes that matter. So with with content, I think one of the biggest things I still see is unrealistic expectations in content. The idea that putting out a piece of content is um, again, I think, especially you know, with social media, we're almost conditioned to want those likes and want those comments, and we're like, you know, checking our phones or whatever. But um, you know, content, you know, wherever it might be, whether it's on your on your social media feed or you know, hopefully on your website, that's where it definitely needs to be, is is the long game, and it takes time to garner the results that that you want to have it takes time to to get those to get those outcomes that you're striving for so you're saying like a blog post doesn't have immediate effect per se right and i i guess i feel like everybody should already know that but we still have people that you know that don't really don't really understand that well, yeah it takes I think time. maybe part of that is like you mm-hmm. know you put a lot of time into creating that piece of content Mm-hmm. And you like add that into the time. Right. And you're like, oh, but I've been working on maybe a couple of weeks or, or a couple months. Yeah, sometimes a couple months, de- depends. depends on what, you know, the content is right back to that but idea. Really, that it's it time investment. Yeah. But really it doesn't affect organic search until you hit publish. Right. And then wait. Yeah. And then wait. Yeah. And wait. then the time and then the clock starts. Right. And I think a second a second part to this this importance of focus and outcomes is the tendency you already said squirrel <laughs> the tendency is to have like all these different initiatives and and you're spread too thin and you you want to do this video and you want to do this this blog post and you want to do this podcast and whatever and you have like a whole list of content ideas and you you have too many balls in the air so to speak and it comes back to back to almost back to that messaging piece and you know who's your audience what are their challenges what are the most important messages that you need to get out there to to benefit your business to meet your objectives and your goals so stay focused on those things first there's time to 
you know, once you get those going, it, there's time to develop other strategies and additional initiatives. But yeah, stay, stay focused and really know what your buyer's journey is. I know this is kind of becoming a popular phrase, the buyer's journey, as opposed to the marketing funnel, because one thing that we're learning about, you know, uh, search back to the squirrel concept (laughs) is that um, people can bounce around in a lot of different ideas and ways in their search to find the best product or service for what they're searching for. So they can go a lot of different ways and do a lot of different searches and, uh, you know, accrue a lot of different knowledge along the way. Are you understanding what their journey is and are you meeting them with the content they need at each place? That all rolls into what's your focus, you know, what outcomes matter. And maybe, you know, Annalisa, you should, if you could please talk a little bit about um, the kinds of outcomes that people can get from content. That we will be covering in um, the next section of this series. Oh, so yes, the finale of our Yes But series. Best for last. Is, of course, I mean, we're the data dames, so we're leaving data analytics Mm -hmm. as the as the final frontier. All right. So that brings us to our last segment. Uh, we have been talking about uh, things we've been learning, but I think this segment can also be, you know, what uh, what's bringing us joy. What's know, getting us through 2020. What's entertaining <laughs> us. What's, so uh, that being said, I will say that something in, in my life that's been super exciting uh, in October, uh, my brother and sister-in-law and my nieces, uh, welcomed my nephew into their family. Um, he's been living with them for a year and a half, and, mm-hmm. and he's um, adorable. Yeah, they were fostering him and able to go through the process uh, of adoption. So that was finalized on October twentieth, which was also your birthday. I wasn't going to mention that. Oh well, too late. Anyway. It was a great birthday present. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Jude, and he is very cute, for, <laughs> of course. Um, and yeah, that's that was uh, just a really awesome um, celebration for me. I think I, I think I probably have to talk also about what's what's bringing me joy. What's what's kind of getting me through this crazy year has been all the outside time outdoors time that we have we have spent yeah this fall has been amazing um oh wow this is actually in ohio at least yeah this has been one of the most beautiful falls i can remember in weather wise and foliage wise right and just the opportunity to get out and you know ride my bike and hike and just do things walk your dog walk my well, yeah, <laughs> Lewis. sorry oh he's a he's he's really a beautiful dog but he's uh, a little bit of a handful anyway um two hands full <laughs> yeah definitely um but just the importance of taking my mind off of all the the challenges that the year has prevented pre- prevented presented yeah <laughs> yeah right we should have, yeah prevented a few challenges no presented and just enjoying nature and the outdoors and it just brings um a sense of peace and 
um breath of fresh air breath definitely (laughs) breath of fresh air pun pun intended (laughs) and it's just been it's just been so important i think it's important to um to give your mind the space that it needs to to be able to think about other things and i think that just makes you a more creative more more thoughtful person and that's absolutely essential right now it's essential all the time but especially right now i agree well i think that wraps us up that wraps up another episode of Meaningful, Measurable Marketing. I'm Jen Carroll. And I'm Annalisa Hilliard. You can find us at datadamesmarketing.com. That's D-A-T-A-D-A-M-E-S, marketing.com. You can find us on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter at Jen C. Ryder. And I'm on Twitter at A. Hilliard M. Thanks. <laughs>